G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. The Struggle Olympics. After Terrence J calls out Marlon Wayans, saying his family was the reason for his successes, that he never struggled, that he never did it on his own, that he wasn't the same kind of black. Excuse me, excuse me. Hi, hey, hey, hey. You just won your first Struggle Olympics gold medal. How are you feeling right now? Before you answer, you know struggle isn't normal, right? Since when do we normalize struggle to equate struggle with blackness? Oh, your experience wasn't my experience. I got all this success on my own by myself. Uh, That doesn't mean we're blacker than each other. Who made you judge or keeper of the measuring stick? To measure blackness amongst ourselves is the cruelest pageantry. All warped smiles, fake poses, rehearsed answers. But winning crowns don't make you perfect, makes you feel fake for trying. We spend too much time tearing each other down. Championship level boxing. No title on the line. The person with the most damages is always the winner. They have the blackest eyes. Why do we spend so much time competing with ourselves, arguing over who's blacker than the other? Outside of these trivial Olympic games, the world still sees the color in me, just black, no percentages. To them, we are gymnasts, how we tumble, contort ourselves through their stereotypes, all balance beam and floor routines, still judged with low scores by people whose bodies were never meant to move so elegantly, to then still be criticized by people who look like me, to hear things like, your family's middle class successful, you ain't struggle, your single mother ain't worked three jobs, you don't know loneliness, you were the smartest in the classroom, I had to be the class clown, you don't know significance. Black trauma is already coursing through our veins. We fall in love with pain like that's all that we are. Stockholm syndrome in this melanin, like we're only attracted to the damages. Invisible bruises we wear like gold stars, like my skin color isn't the only asset that matters. And you think your gold medal still matters to anyone else here. Black people, we aren't good at supporting each other. We don't have to success alone, like some scout badge of honor. Don't Terrence J somebody else's pockets. Don't penalize people for the opportunity stability provides. So what? If two parents support their kid's dream, that black kid still must work twice as hard to get half of what the majority has. Once we leave these stadium grounds of these struggle Olympics, aren't we still black then? So, congratulations on your gold medal. You've earned it. Last question. Who are you going to celebrate with? What's going on, everybody? My name is Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My co is my bro, Rob, Black Rob, Bobby G. We are back with another one. You know what song is hard? What song is that? I'm Every Woman by Winnie Houston. That shit is hard. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is hard. You know what song that they've changed on every streaming site, I think? What's that? Have You Seen Her. 
that shit comes in. T- it comes in weird and shit. It's weird, man. They got this remastered version. By the Thank shots. God I have the actual. Yeah. Okay. Thank God I have that song on my in my iTunes because you know <laughs> cultured what. Yeah. Let, Legend in how many games? Well, um, Legend in few games. Whoo, not too few. But you know what? What we just played though, our intro. So for guys who are listening, shout out our boy Chris KP Marino does our intro. But this time, yeah. with the with the times being what they are, I reached out to a friend of the show, my man Sean Sean Waddell, Thanks. the Struggle Olympics. He did a spoken word piece, and also our outro goes by my man Chris Pitts. Shout out Baltimore. You know we 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 trash them a lot. Let's do the Baltimore. If um, I had known yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing our outro, another spoken word piece, just on the on the times that we're in right now. So yeah, man, um you know, let's get into the sports. Bang bang NBA, you know, they're they finalized the date on the return, but now you have players speaking out such as Kyrie and Dwight Howard <laughs> and a few <laughs> others saying, you know, I'm not trying to play basketball. Like with everything going on, I don't, I don't feel like playing. Um, and that's that's been a big thing. I mean, granted, we know that if there is no season, the NBA loses like two billion dollars, which is you know absurd amount of money. So from a financial standpoint, they're trying to play basketball. I get it, but with everything going on, you wonder is is basketball really what's mm-hmm. most important? And. uh you know, what do you think? Because I know you've been adamant about the basketball season coming back. Um, well, I had a few feelings towards it. I mean, I was happy when the deal got signed. I was like, oh, yeah, we get NBA back. And when they first said that, I was like, what? We going to do what? <laughs> we just not going to play? <laughs> Chill out, fam. But then I was like, yo, that's... Um, there are very few sectors in, in this world, especially in this um in America where we're the vast majority yeah. um of the workforce of a specialized workforce at that. Um so I think I I will say that this is a time for us to um really heat our power, you know, and use it. Simply because, like, okay, if you guys don't play, because there's, what, 450 players or something like that, right? Was it 22 teams? So that's, like, what, 230? 260, I think, actually. Uh, You can do the math. Uh, But I'm not sure, but it's, like, we only need, you know, if you don't get the playoffs without LeBron, you don't, you get the playoffs without Kawhi, Giannis, whatever. You don't need but whoever for us to be like, all right, this playoff is a sham. We don't give a fuck. We barely was giving a fuck now. You know what I'm saying? And without them, we're just like, we don't care. But it's like, also, you don't want to just do something for the sake of doing it because that's kind of like what people do in life, you know? It's like, oh, I got, I got to do something with my life so they just start doing shit and they really don't move anywhere. Right. And it's like, you're just doing shit because you feel like you have to keep afloat. You're not actually making any decision to go towards that goal, right? So, you don't, so like, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know exactly. They have to, you have to, um, you gotta have, you know, what are your demands? You know what I'm saying? If you say, we're not gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? If you get someone to ultimate, you gotta say, or else, you know what I'm saying? There's gotta be a, the outcome that you want, you know what I'm saying? Right. Your 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 um preferable outcome can't be okay. 
say they say they say okay we you got you got you got you win we'll give you whatever you want you can't then go uh like, like that's not time to, to draw a blank you know what I'm saying and we do have a little time what about a month or so what about a month and a half I guess to um the season starts so there's some time to develop an actual you know plan of action and things like that. Yeah, and I mean, and there's again financially, we, we get it. Like the obligation, like you said, is is super. That's important. not going to really do a lot, though, because a billion dollars really between the NBA was at thirty teams. So that's what about maybe forty million a team, about thirty five million a team, and these are all billionaires. Uh, thirty five million, even if we're talking about not the actual league, we're talking about their pockets. Thirty five million ain't gonna hurt none of them. Jordan will sell that in the week, and he probably the least rich owner, almost probably, right? Yeah, he's the least richest. Yeah, least wealthiest. So like, and yeah, you know, I was trying to get the. No, it was my fault. I introduced the word, but <laughs> he'll do that shit in a month. He, he'll re-release some Jordans and get his thirty-five mil back. What's that mean? You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't, I don't see it as that. Like, I don't really care about. Um, I don't think the money is the problem. Is the is the real currency? The real currency is that we don't have anything to watch, and to have the NBA world class athletes at your fingertip, and them to just say "fuck it," nope, we're not playing. Like that's the statement. Like the money is the money. Like we're not, we're never going to understand that as the people because we're not billionaires. You know what I'm saying? We don't forty million dollars. Dan Sonny could lose a hundred million dollars, and you wouldn't know it. I wouldn't know it, and we're both die hard Redskins fans, aren't we? Facts. So like, we won't ever see that shit. We won't feel that shit in our life at all. But not seeing them players play, yeah, going a whole season without a champion, yeah, that'll be different. You know what I'm saying? And then so, at least, and yeah. speaking of that, like with, with football, I mean with, with basketball, at least there's been an agreement. Freaking yeah. baseball, we're, we're not getting baseball back. Like so, yeah. speak to the Nats because they're about to be the champs for two years in a row. Again, oh yeah, as long as we're in the champ of all time, you lost <laughs> yeah. four away games. Tell me who's the best champion of the all time. Because the way they're going, they're, they're continuing to undermine the players, and the players is like, you're not giving us what? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know why. Like, I want to believe that. Like, I want to negotiate, like, because we got the shit. And it's like, you don't understand. You can't ever come out your box and play the game. <laughs> like, no one's going to come to see you play. <laughs> so we just don't show up. You can sue us all you want. But guess what? Sooner or later, you're going to have to pay us to play anyway. <laughs> like, we're going to win in the end. Like, that's what it is with the NBA, too, right? It's like, say all this shit, all this shit happens, collect the bargain, it happens, right? You know what I'm saying? You can break the agreement and everything if you don't come to play. Shit like that happens, right? Cool. You can do all this suing and all this bullshit. But guess what? That next year, guess who you're going to have to pay? You're going to have to pay LeBron to play basketball. <laughs> Like, what's it going to look like LeBron not playing? The only difference is that they don't play. I was speaking with uh, Homie Wilson. He was just like, mm-hmm. the collective bargain agreement that you mentioned that, you know, the the NBA, they get the extra super money through TV revenue. So there's no season. <clears throat> that revenue go down, and that $120 million deal is now a $90 million deal. Still a mm-hmm. lot of money, but now we don't have to pay as much. See what I'm saying? So... Again, yeah, it's a cool, street, but, but like, I, I hope <clears throat> that the NBA, at least the players who plan on playing, 
you know, they're making an effort to you gotta get certain things. The NBA to put their money where their mouth is for whatever cause. But, but yeah, it's also it's also about um okay, so what is so when we talk about outcomes, right? You can't think of it's the same thing about like with the NFL, like you can't think of it as like um like okay, they can't change the law because you know as powerful as rich they are, they're not congressmen. You know what I'm saying? You can't enact legislation, but you can do things. Um, and that's what, and that's basically where it's going to be. Like, what do you want them to do? Like, what is your, like I said, what's your list of demands? That's what's up. They got the power. Like I said, they got a month and a half to figure it out. Um, Yeah. And also salute to the WNBA. They're starting their season two. And then one thing I do love is, even though they're uh they're gonna have a, a shortened season, they're still gonna get all the money they would have made for the full year. That's what's up. So that's that's pretty dope. And I think they start in July as well. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to Maya Moore. Goats, bro. Oh that man, is, I, oh, Maya Moore like, has really had like for me. It's always been Kareem Abdul Jabbar's career. Like when you think about championships. No, Maya has one of the greatest careers ever. Right. Like her and to be and, and to and to halt that for the injustice and then she won the case. Like she helped win should, that case. She should be and she's continuing to fight others. Mm-hmm. Um she should be definitely applauded, um, because that's like that'd be that'd be basically saying, Yo, LeBron, stop playing ball. And um, do this like that would be crazy. We would look at LeBron like he's he's what? Yeah, my. So for her to do it like that's crazy. Shout out to Maya Moore, man. Suit to Maya. She's always been been real, man. So, um, no salute to the WNBA. Um, again, we got NBA, so we got basketball. And uh, let's let's switch over to football now, Rob. We didn't get to say this last podcast, but something really dope happened. Um, for the guys who don't know, Rob is a Heisman stand. If you're a Heisman, most likely, most likely, he will yeah, be a stand. Because I appreciate greatness. Sorry. And I'm I'm not saying you didn't. There's a lot of players who are great who weren't Heisman winners. But the greatest Heisman winner in our (laughs) lifetime, you know, was shunned by his university. And now the University of Southern California is welcoming Reggie Bush with open arms. Did you ever think we'd see this day? I I did. I'm being honest. Um, Yeah, I did. Because you can't, I don't think, because anybody who's ever, who actually pays attention to the USC is the reason why I haven't rooted for them guys. Yeah. There was a time where I was like Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, John David Booty, like, <laughs> obviously Reggie Bush, um, Maliuga, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ray Maliuga. Um, mm-hmm. Cushing. Brian, uh, Brian Cushing. Clay we Matthews. Had, um, we had a good dope people. Uh, Tatupa. Yeah, I don't understand. I was a real fan for real, guys. Um, but now he's Clemson, guys. Hey, hey, we need to talk nah, about. I, um, I, hey. I'm not Clemson either. Uh, shout out to shout out to T Law though and ATN. I'm a root for them, but Heisman that Heisman that team. But yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, um, like I said, 
anybody ever who actually pays attention to um, Trojans football, you understand that USC ain't been cooking in the last five or so years. Yeah. Ten years, I guess. Um, and you need that spark. It's the same way, like, the Hoyas got past you, you know what I'm saying? It's the same. Every every program needs that spark. And to reinstate Reggie Bush, um, you gotta build it. You gotta you gotta get raw the red carpet because that's a that's one of your hugest recruiting tools. Like yeah yeah, Matt Liner is golden arm, Carson Palmer, Heisman. Let's do it. But when you talk about the kids you need to recruit now, the black kids, they look at one man, Reggie Bush. And for you to not um, have him in the fold, because like, like you said, you can't send him on no recruiting trips because you disassociate yourself. See what I'm saying? So like, for you not to have him in the fold, yeah, that's a big thing. Like, so them doing that is um, like, man, screw them. They should have never did that. I hope they do get ready to hide them back and everything. Um, it's the same thing with um, Michigan and um, and the Fab Five. Like, Michigan wasn't shit though. I think. Yeah, they did. No, I'm saying Michigan wasn't shit until the Fab Five. Yeah. Like, that season was Trey Burke and them. Yeah, you're And right. the Fab Five was at the Final Four. That was crazy. Like, and then Jawan Howard shortly after, you know, a couple of years after or whatever, he became the coach. And now Michigan got that mystique again. Like, okay, let's see what they do, right? Because you gotta, you have to, you always gotta pay, you gotta pay your dues to your history. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. And... USC got had to pay what they owe to Reggie. Like you gotta, you gotta bring it back. You know what I'm saying? I think that he gets the husband back, and you know Reggie's gonna go down in the whole thing where he should. Like Reggie Bush is the greatest college football player I've ever seen in my life, from start to finish. Like we weren't and, necessarily old enough to experience Vic in real time, but as yeah. we were in 05, we were 12, so like, we, yeah. we like, saw bro, we, we were up we at, up I was late. up at 9, 10 o'clock, and this was when Bobby used to get whooping whippings, okay guys? So, and I was up saying, no, 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 Reggie's on TV. <laughs> like, that's, like, Reggie Bush is the, like, yo, fam, I've never seen a person so electrifying to touch the football in my life. Like, that cutback on Fresno State is still one of the greatest moves. <laughs> Reggie Bush was like, when LaShawn McCoy is and was in the NFL with the Eagles, fuck him every time he played this game. <laughs> but, um, cause he would just, that, that, he was that in college. He would just jump cut. It would be the dumbest play you ever seen drawn up. And all Reggie would do is run, jump cut twice, and then he's gone. And you're like, but like Reggie was averaging play. Like seven yards a carry. Like, it, it was, was ridiculous. <laughs> Lindell White, oh my gosh. It was like fat boy, bomb, bomb, bomb. Reggie, gone. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, bro. Reggie would catch the ball and catch, the teams knew it was over. <laughs> like, I honestly think if Reggie would have came out today, because the NFL is so progressive and utilizing certain skill sets now and then. He'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Christian McCaffrey ain't Reggie Bush. Like, think about it. Oh, that's a super fact. Christian, like, if Let's Reggie would call it a today, fact. he'd be crazy. If, if Percy Harvin came out oh today. Oh, my gosh. No I don't know, though, because he kept having concussions. See, Reggie Bush was a really injury prone, too. They kept running him through the tackles, and he started getting them thousand-yard seasons. But Percy Harvin was always frail. <laughs> like, we're talking about Florida frail. Like, he'd been frail his whole life. Bruh, Percy in today's systems. I think, been... no, no. He's always going to be that guy. But... <laughs> 
I think he, we, he still has the same limitations because his only limitations was he wasn't playing. Like when he played, whether for the Vikings, for um the Seahawks, whatever. Like yeah, he made different. He made plays. He just kept getting cracked. <laughs> like, that's but also, thinking. do you wonder if him like not smoking weed that started to limit his like concussions? So if they can take that, um, did they take that yeah. the policy now? Like yeah. Yeah, so like smoke weed. That's a, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, like I think this is obviously the more open the field is, the the more damaged person is. So I think yeah, he would he would prosper, and it's amazing. Like there's a, there's a couple of players that we saw, we like, oh yeah, he was he would have destroyed. This was his time. Like, yeah, so college, bro. We we talked Reggie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's you know. So because of Reggie, Rob stopped banging with the Trojans, and most most people did, right? Mm-hmm. But in the last four or five years, he he's a Clemson Tiger fan. You know, he Deshaun uh, maybe, maybe ten or so. So trophy CJ Spiller. But that, hey, okay, fine. CJ Spiller was dog. He single handedly beat Miami by himself. Like, bro, CJ Spiller was the truth. I remember looking at. The uh, combine, like yo, CJ supposed to like. Sure. I think he would have had a better career if he came out today, but um. Yeah, but he got. So you know, too. he he likes CJ Spiller, but Deshaun Watson was this guy. Man, beat Bama. <laughs> the goat, who? Right, and then you got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Lawrence, yeah, ETN. But the yep. main factor, you got Dabo Sweeney, and Dabo's just been. I don't even know what word I can Okay. Use. I'll say this about Dabo. Tone deaf. That's the piece. Dabo's been, for me, um, for the most part, out of sight. He just says, you know, things like that coaches say, work hard, um, blah, blah, blah. Right? You know what I'm saying? I've ignored his existence for a while. You know what I'm saying? Um, Love the players, you know what I'm saying? But I can I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Oh yeah, I'm done with I'm done with Prince, man. As long as he's the coach. The same way I put the um band on the Lakers as long as Kobe was playing. Same thing, bro. <laughs> it, it was, bro. It was crazy. I I stopped rooting for the Lakers for six, seventeen years almost. <laughs> Thing. Or you could have just said the Rams because of Jeff Fisher. <laughs> no, nah, because that was a quick ban. I, the moment I put them on ban, they fired them a few, like a month later. After the extension, I was like, oh, yeah, you're done. And then they was like, man, fuck you. They fired them. So it's different. I'm done with them completely because Gurley's gone. But, um, yeah, I'm done. And they moved. But, yeah, I'm done with them. Nice no, is uh, and then here today, um, the Oklahoma State. Yeah, where I saw that shit. Mike like, Leach, bro, the coach. What? He wore that that uh, right wing media shirt, and the running back was like, "No, nah, we not rocking with that." Then in the apology, the running back apologized. That was crazy. He what? apologized, and I was like, "What am I watching here?" Wait. This is like institutionalized or something, bro. Like, I don't like, bro. Like, that's ridiculous, man. I think, like I said, um, we should definitely be looking to go to HBCU, man. Yeah, hey, hey, you you already know, Rob. Like, 
when Mikey Williams started, if people really start coming to HBCUs, of course mm-hmm. we're gonna want them to come to A and T because we're trying to be better than everybody. <laughs> like, but the more people start coming to HBCUs, it's yep. gonna pop it. Yeah, it's a real thing, man. All it takes is one, bro. That's all it takes. So well, it takes one to pop off and actually get drafted. I think it takes a few. Oh, I think it, I think it takes one class. It, it'll take one class, but for me in basketball, you'll see it a lot faster. And we need we need five star recruits. Like shout out to any three star, four star that you know what I'm saying that is making that decision. We need the we need the big names. But again, I think basketball you'll reap the benefits faster because of the gameplay and because of you know one and done culture. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like basketball's an um, athletic thing. Like you, you saw John Morant; he went to Murray State, right? Nobody cared. You know what I'm saying? He showed down that one game in the um, NCAA tournament. They're like, okay, so he can play, and then he lost the next round. No one cared. <laughs> like, bro, he's going. He's a lottery. Well, one, we we saw John Morant go crazy the whole year. So it was like, all right. And then your first game, you have a triple-double? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all you got to do no matter where you're at. Like, you just got to show your ass. You know what I'm saying? I think if you're get a five, if you a five-star recruit, right, and you go to the MEAC, I think whatever team you're on, I mean, unless you go to, like, what, Delaware State or something, like, unless you, like, if you go to A&T and you're a five-star recruit, you're winning the MEAC. And then you're going to go to the um, tournament, you're going to win your first game, and you'll be one and done the same. Yeah, no, that, that's really it. If, and honestly, even before all of this, like if you, the the players that from HBCUs that made it to the league, like what uh, Kyle Quinn from Norfolk mm-hmm. State, when mm-hmm. they beat, um, who did they beat? I'm trying. Was it? It wasn't UConn. It was someone. I'm gonna go look it up. But literally, whoever, if you beat a, a really good team, the team's best player. Goes to the league, like it's like yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Everybody's gonna take a chance with somebody in the second line. You know what I'm saying, and I think you can start being a lottery pick you know, if you go. I, um, you want to build up your schools, you need to build up your athletics. That's the quickest way to the top. We all know. We've yeah, seen Mizzou. Shout out North State, by the way. But yeah, same thing that. with CJ McCollum dropped thirty on dudes. Like, all right, Shoot. yeah, he's going pro. Lehigh, and he didn't even go to HBC. But that just shows the point. And right? I told Cass that he was going to do it too, but whatever. <laughs> and I said, I said, yo, CJ going to kill him, and they said, who that? I said my young man third good Marshall because he was my fam, and then he dropped third, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, man." But so yeah, I think it's, it's a process. Most definitely. Any more that we want to mention in sports or segue to the music, bro? No, man. I'm straight. All right, man. It's music. With everything going on, you you we gotta talk about the bigger picture. Ooh, Rob and I, that's off, off top, we're not the biggest little baby fans by no means. However, <laughs> he floated. Yeah, and man. has one of the ten best rap songs of the year. I'm not sure that's an accomplishment though. Not many great rap songs, <laughs> but um, yeah, he definitely do though. Um, that was yeah. I'm not a little baby fan. I didn't think his album was crack as people thought it was. I was like, oh, that's cool. But um, this record, <sighs> fire, man. 
I told you, I told people at my job, I said, yo, this, this, this record is better than every song the baby ever made. They started thinking I was tripping. Nah, no, bro. you're right. Cause I mean, the best the baby record ever was the intro. I remember texting like Kato. I was like, yo, y'all did it. Like you, you really got one. <laughs> then you and heard I'm his thinking album. the album's gonna be that way too. And I was like, <laughs> <He lied. laughs> <laughs> worship you. <laughs> So yeah, no, that's a fact. So that's a baby, though, man. Destroying it, man. The bigger Shout picture. Out is Ellie, dope. man. He was the first one I knew on the little baby wave. E money bags, what it so, is. So yeah, shout out Ellie. He he told us. I was like, hey, I had to hit him after hearing the big picture. I was like, yo, that might be the greatest yeah. musical prediction you ever told me, dog. <laughs> like, bro, you know who I'm mad at? Who? NLE Chopper, bruh. I don't know if you ever listened to him. He got this. Shot of Flow. Yeah, Shot of Flow 1 is hard. He keeps making them joints, so he's on Shot of Flow 5. And every right. time he keeps pulling me in, because I'm going to listen to it, but they don't hit as hard as 1, bruh. I mean, but that's the same thing when, like, um, Lil Herb and, or G Herbo now and Lil Bibby, when they made Kill Shit, mm-hmm. 1. That record is flawless, bro. I still rap his ver- uh, G Garbo verse to this day. <laughs> two and three, they're they're cool. And Retro is like, "Yo, little baby, one, two. And I'm like, "But two is not as good as one." <laughs> Who cares? Right. Yeah, man. So I'm mad at you. <laughs> and then let, we we gonna sing, I guess, people's praises. Chloe and Haley, they dropped there. His sophomore album, Ungodly Hour. And 98 and 2000, bro. <laughs> Got to get famous. <laughs> like. This album is hard, bro. It, it's it's um, crazy, bro. My favorite, my favorite song in there is Lonely, bro. Oh, I know you was gonna like Lonely, bro. Lonely is like because I'm a real nigga, bro. You be liking wax well. Lonely is like, oh my god, how you gonna take it there? I would say, I mean, do it, go hard, like off top. Of course, like shit, what's up? I would, I like Tipsy. Tipsy was dope. Of course, you like Tipsy. Nigga swear he think he cool. He not cool, bro. Ungali Hour, the title track, that dope. really hard. Dope. No, and I like I like Lonely too, so I'm not gonna hail. Lonely was amazing. Don't make it harder on me. It was crazy. One yo, was... yo, the notes they were hitting on bro. like their harmonies are so elite, bro. Like, I flex with, with them heavy, bro. And we gotta, you know, we talk about real black girl magic. These girls wrote, produced, sang, engineered, mixed, all of that. Just them. Two princes. And I gotta have the take, guys. Everyone was like, yo, it's a flawless album. They didn't miss. Let, Let me, let me say this. For those who listen to this podcast, you guys know how much I'm a fan of Sway Lee. That is my main man. He was on the worst song of the entire album. Wouldn't have been Slim Jimmy, but whatever. Slim Jimmy would have not made that song better. Slim Jimmy wouldn't have made the song. I told you, bro. <laughs> he a real nigga, bro. He don't miss. So Who I was better from like three? Catch up was the. <laughs> okay, that's all I want to know. When it was time to show up and prove. Single. 
And I'm that like, oh, bad. It's Chloe and Holly with, with, uh, if I say Slim Jimmy, with Sway Lee. Oh, it's about to be crazy. <laughs> do and then I'm listening like, what the heck is this? And do it comes out and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, okay, that was just a one off. And <laughs> did the song sound better in the album? Yes. Is it still not a good song? Yes. It's, it's not good. It's not a good song. I'm skipping it every time. Now, Rob, Rob has a hot take that I was intrigued. I want the, the audience to hear your hot take. Oh, I was scared. Um, no, nah, I think um, they are amazing duo. And although they don't need this because clearly this nigga Jarrell wasn't listening to me. But I would love for them to have a third voice with them. Like, preferably like a Janae Aiko. Or what's her uh, Reyes? What's his name? Jesse Reyes? Yeah. I don't because I don't I don't want you to I don't want them to have a name with them that would overshadow them. Or it'd be like, oh, it's so and so. It's like a super group. Like, nah, you just gotta have somebody that blends in. Like, so it's gotta be one of them talking girls. You know, so I, mean, for I me, think that'd be amazing. For me, I I don't want that to happen. I would love to hear them, however, do more duets or have like more I guess women features where you're like oh snap like you get her and they doing like a a ballad or whatever that would be hard or that would be crazy yeah um, I mean like I'm about to say yeah like a Hurricane Lani or something or LMA um I would love to hear them with like yeah like you said like with different women but I don't know if I need that in a group I would, yeah. well I wouldn't do that like for like forever though but like I would love to hear them with a third voice yeah, no, I'm with the third voice. I just for a full album. No, I'm not trying to hear that. That's all. But no, I, I think shout out, you know, um, Chloe and and Holly, they they killed it. Um, I need to listen to it some more. But how it's sounding is looking like this album is better than a debut album, which was a, a good album. So, um, and also, man, I got a big up Rob. You know, Rob is. When it comes to this podcast, he's definitely the battle rap expert. Uh, I saw Sue Surf drop something, but I wasn't really eager to go check it. And then Rob hit me like, hey, yo, you got to listen to this. I'm like, all right. I send Rob music all the time, so I was a fake. I don't listen Yo, when to I sent it to y'all, I was thinking, I was like, this nigga send me shit every day, bro. You got to listen to this shit. <laughs> and, and nah, well, one, what is this album? What's the acronym stand for? I feel like you um, make sure you kill me. Mm, why? Why that? <laughs> I don't know. He been shot <laughs> five times. <laughs> so for me, again, you guys know me. I like soul for rap. Like you got that sample. You speaking that real, mm-hmm. bro? That's what I'm talking about. My street <laughs> rap with samples, undefeated. <laughs> so, Nana Crib, that was that was solid. Free My Ops, that was cool. No, Black Cream, I'm tripping. Black, Black Cream, cream is a Bro, man, Benny the Butcher might be my favorite rapper right now. <laughs> and and then a. You know, she's already been one of the best female rappers that people really aren't talking about, Lady London. But yo, no disrespect, bro. That shit, man. Oh, man. They need a video immediately. Facts. <laughs> like that this my was shit. crazy. Cold five seven. Cold winners is what? 
Did you relate like, to that? Uh, Are you 5'7", Rob? <laughs> no, I'm like 5'6", but whatever. Okay. You know? Well, no, nah, I'm 5'7", if I put my graffiti on. Let's go. So yeah, I'm a real d and nigga, so... to a room, you want to play 5'7"? Hell yeah. That's my new walkthrough, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, we all need a theme song. <laughs> and then, when I hear Quarantine Tales, I'm like, yo... Cause I'm, I'm driving So I'm like alright Three minutes Two minutes And what, one of these records Was one minute What was it Soul And I was like Bruh Soul needs to be longer But then I see Quarantine tells Eight minutes This young <laughs> Really rapping for Alright let's see And I'm like Eight minutes away from home So I'm like Man this joint's really dope <laughs> Yo, man, if you look at this, uh, his freestyle is uh, really 6 five. Everybody else getting like 300,000, 400,000 views. This man had like 4 million, bro. That shit is like, it's like an eight minute freestyle. That's just crazy shit. So this shit is like, that's it, man. My man, Surf just be cooking, bro. Nah, it's um, dope. It's definitely dope. Um, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm glad I listened for sure. Oh yeah, man. So, oh yeah, salute the uh, salute to Sue Surf. But I gotta hard. tell you, man, my favorite project right now, guy by the name of Seti Hendrix, Duval. Shout out Jacksonville, Florida. Well, that's a place. <laughs> that's what we mean. That's a place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on the podcast. I don't do oh, that. my fault, bro. Nah, but um, I've been listening to his EP, Black Heart Demon. Oh, so that's why he got the Kodak hair. Is that a, is that a thing down there? Uh, probably. Cause who else? Gunplay has that hair. Yeah, it's probably he Kodak do, hair. bro. Somebody comb that, bro. That is torture. <laughs> but nah, for me, that whole I I'm watching BT jams. Yes, I still watch. Music. Only person you're the you're the single rating they get. You nah, keep they, you, they you keep the lights on, <laughs> but I, I watched this just to see dope videos and then discover new people. And it was like world premiere. I'm like world premiere. Uh, I haven't I seen this since On Fire, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Growing by Seti Hendrix. Okay, and then I'm listening to. It, I'm like, oh, this this dude hard, bro. Like, <laughs> man, I'm checking in my my messages to make sure no one hit me. I'm like, oh, no one knew about this? Oh, yeah, because Real definitely like to be that guy. Oh, uh, 100%. I'm, a, I'm just a cool nigga. About Drake. I I'm a cool nigga, man. bro. So, like, if I, tell, if I put you on to somebody or if I tell you about somebody, I'm just a cool nigga. This nigga Real be like, I told you in 1942. Like, bro, shut up. You right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll give you your credit. But, like, if I told you about someone, nah, yo. Just like, I was bro, like, yo, bro, that best I ever had is hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> so nah Seti Hendrix six song EP I enjoy the whole project um growing is growing hands down and pimping with nip are my favorites to the uh DJ drama Don Cannon cause I, they got they got one on, on their hands with him yeah I so, think uh, um the intro is hard hands down is amazing I did not like track two um but yeah yeah I like it um pimping with nip was pretty good um, but yeah, it's, it's a dope project, man. I fucked with it. Nah, he he dope, man, and I, I definitely want to see what he got in the future. But nah, I've been playing this EP like nonstop, bro. <laughs> like, that's hard, man. 
and it's crazy. I was playing hands down because I was trying to watch the video, but it kept like freezing. And Taylor was like, "Oh, you must really like this song, huh? You just gonna keep playing it?" I was like, "Yeah, this song is hard." <laughs> Yeah, so salute to Seti Hendrix, man. I'm I'm looking whenever he he got more coming. Hopefully we get him on the podcast. That'd be dope. And also we got to salute Sayari the Kid. He had dropped one of my favorite rap albums of the year. He came. Was that this year? Album. Yeah, that was this year. Dang, it bro. was unwritten. Was so much year. shit. Yeah, so much shit that happened this year. Right, and then he dropped the R&B album, A Toxic Heartbreak. Yeah, it's hard, bro. Like, uh, hard, bro. Sleepless in Seattle was dope. Territorial, the intro. Toxicity, the interlude. You know me, I love interludes. This nigga Hard. <laughs> Separation. Like, he, he, he was getting that bad. If you like toxic R&B, which I do, <laughs> you're gonna like that one. Yeah, you ain't the weekend level, then I don't need to hear. I mean, but few <laughs> people are the weekend level. And that's why I don't need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man, that was pretty dope. So for me, it was a good music week, and and yo, Tiana Taylor on Friday, June tenth, bro. First of all, I've been a fan of Tiana Taylor since Super Sweet you Sixteen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Before you knew her, did you know her before Super Sweet Sixteen? Probably not. No, man, I but I mean, I've met her before, so I beat you. Facts. <laughs> so I yeah. That's, yeah, that is you a lost. fact. <laughs> I lost. You know what I'm saying, yeah. So I thought I was Taylor. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Taylor's one of them ones, bro. Like, it don't matter. Like, she is just like her music is everything to me. Like that shit is hard, bro. Every album dope. I think her last album was dope. The Except for the last dope, song, wasn't that wasn't my shit. And yeah, songs. Yeah, it's like I think that her moment was overshadowed by um, Kanye's moment. Yeah, you know I'm saying. First of all, Push set it off, and then Push had his own whole thing. But um, yeah, I think she was just threw up in the same thing with Nas. I think he was just throwing up in that um, behind the shit of oh, Kanye's producing all this shit. But I think this album right here, man. She got a song with Lauren. That's crazy. That's gonna be so monumental, dog. Like, and Tiana's just like a different level of like. Tiana, one of them people that's like, she got money, or you know what I'm saying? She she come from money, whatever, right? Yeah. So like, when you really about that art shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really dope. Like, she's really about it, you know? It's not like, this is the only way I can get paid. So, and this is what I happen to be pretty good at. Whereas, like, you find certain rappers, like, oh, yeah, he all right. Or it's like, the dude who's, like, seven feet tall, he's like, I don't really give a shit about basketball, but $20 million a year is cool. It's like, she's really good at what she does. No, I agree. Next week, we definitely... You know, as long as the world can can be positive, I guess we'll, we'll definitely. Uh, Bro, she got Missy Elliott. Yeah, like the track list. I was looking at it like, bro, she got all of this, and it's gonna be a long R and B album. But I don't really care. <laughs> she got Rick Ross and her daughter on the same song. Crazy. Oh, that's a classic already. Later, man, Junie gonna be a a big sister, bro. Like that's. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Dope. 
I remember going like, man, I'd love to get with Tiana. And then like she got with Iman, I was like, she's six five and in the NBA, he wins. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Then he won the championship. It was over that. But, then, <laughs> but yeah, no, that definitely shout out to them. Like that's dope. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about that, man. But um, I guess let's let's segue to the to the heaviness, you know, that's been surrounding us. The reason we got these spoken word pieces, which again they're dope. Salute to our boy Sean, um, for his piece, you know, the Struggle Olympics, and then our boy Chris, who is doing the outro, and then he also wanted me to shout out the producer. So let me give him a shout out, man. A poet named Nate made the beat. And Chris Pitts. We're going to put their description in there. Okay, so is the name, is the person a poet and his name is whatever? What is his name, Pete? No, you said Nate, a poet Nate. A poet named Nate, Nate. So is, is, or is his whole name a poet named Nate? That's his whole name, a poet named Nate. You bugging, fam. It's a trial called Quest. You not (laughs) Q-tip. RP Fife, like, sorry. Like they, and they were already legends by the time I if they were it was grandfather then like by the time I had a say in it it was too late <laughs> it was like ah, can't choose <laughs> yeah but Chris Pitts man shout out Baltimore shout out Greensboro you know salute but yeah man let's, let's get to the to the heaviness you know over the weekend um in Atlanta we, we start there you know we chilling whatever and then you you see. You hear rumblings like, oh, it happened again in Atlanta. Like, what's going on? Some dude got killed in front of a Wendy's. And you're like, what? And you're seeing all the videos coming out piece by piece. And to see a a peaceful conversation go left when all they really could have did is be like, hey, you know, you can call your loved one or we'll call your Uber so you can get home safe. And y'all, y'all turn into what it was. Like um, it's, it's like it's wrong at every level. Like, first of all, yeah, like you said, like, bro, you're not doing your job. If I tell you that my fam live a couple minutes away, if your job is your job, then you just say, all right, we throw you in the back seat, take you to the crib, yo, get your cousin or get your brother or whatever. He drunk, let him sleep it off, and then he get his car later, whatever, right? Um. Also, like, yeah, like, to have that conversation before, like, so that, like, I'm coherent enough to be, like, to tell you what it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like, okay, have you ever fought a drunk person? But it's not hard to be the drunk person to fight, bro. Trust right. me. And for, you have two cops who are there, like, um, like, I've seen multiple videos of drunk, like, white people getting tased and charging at cops and then biting them and jumping on them and shit. And it's a scuffle, and then it's like, oh, fuck it. Like, and you shot him. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, and then you you shoot at him because he is using a taser to, to shoot back. So you, you kill him, bro? Like, bro, look, first of all, if I'm near your car, no matter where you run to, like, you're drunk, fam. You're just gonna pass out. Or, like, either way, like, I'm here. You can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, you can subdue a person, you know? Like, it's not hard to wait out a drunk person. 
But what makes this worse is unlike the the George Floyd, which was clear as day. You know, uh, there's already I'm already seeing the the other side of people like, oh, well the cops were doing their job. You shouldn't have did this. And it's like, bro, how can you be that insensitive, man? Like, I'm really seeing videos of white people maul the cops and survive. You know what I'm saying? So like, maul the cops, stiff arm. They one dude's took the, the car, bro. Yeah. Took the cop car. <laughs> I said that y'all can take the dude's baton and beat him with it. Man, you know he would have died so fast if he was a couple shades darker. It that's makes super, sense. Like, so it was like, that's ridiculous, man. Um, and I was seeing that video of Trevor Noah somewhere. Like, yo, yeah, the nigga drunk. Like, think about it like this. You want to talk about, let's say this is a far-fetched thing. Even though this is like, complete logical. If I see all these people, all these cops killing people that look like me, and you pull me over, whatever, or like you, um, you know, you wake me up, I get out of the car, I'm talking to you, and then like, you know, you start to, um, try to arrest me, and I've already explained to you the situation and what it is, and then you start trying to arrest me, like, yeah, I'm gonna fight back, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm gonna start to wild out, I'm a drunk person, and I see you kill people that look like me. I don't think this is going to end well. It's not. Like, and, that's and, not. And what's crazy, like, you know, Atlanta shut down. I mean, it's crazy because half of Atlanta was there, and it seemed like uh, an eighth of Atlanta was at the Travis Porter concert. So you just see, like, everyone's just kind of out. But the wild part is, you know, that Wendy's burned to the ground. But a white woman did that. We didn't Damn, even do that. And we're not even reporting that. Like, at the end of the day, it's like this, bro. <laughs> the building got a burn. Everything got a burn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's part of, that's part of the negotiation. <laughs> like, part of the negotiation is that you have to understand that you're negotiating with a person who's willing to lose it all. You know what I'm saying? You're coming to the table with your oppression, and you think that that's enough. You think a promise of a good, of a good life to a, to a few is enough? When we're like, fuck it, no one deserves to live if we had to go through this bullshit. Like that's a different level of negotiation that you come with. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is like, if I can appeal to your rational sense, then I can manipulate you, and I won't have a problem finding a way to weasel in and out of that conversation. It's not hard. When a nigga, you stand across from a nigga who don't give a fuck. You have you better just give them what they want. <laughs> they don't give a shit if you don't. Like they they praying for you to give them a reason. And that's part of it. We gotta be like the motherfuckers is like shit shit not going well, burn, bitch. Yeah, I just feel like at the rate we're going, it it could possibly be a, a race war and, and to add, you know, fuel to the fire to wake up Monday and I'm seeing R.I.P. Toyin. I'm like, who is this? And I'm going to be real with you, Rob. Like, when I click trending sometimes, it'll be some random, like, K-pop star who would die. And I'm like, I've never heard it. Like, it'd just be a random. Why the hell are you following that <laughs> No, I don't. That's the thing. It'd be like, oh, such, such <laughs> trending. You're like, what's going on? You click it. What? And then you see Toya and I'm like, is this like some actress I don't know about? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. And then to read that story, bro. Yo, man, yeah, that, that, that crushed me, dog. Story, like, man. We as, as black men, I just feel like 
as much as black women empower us and uplift us, we we owe it. down, yo. Like, like at the at the end of the day, like like that's the thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, like okay, morally you can always say like yeah, like we should do this, like but like when where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? You know where we're from. You pay what you owe, and they have done nothing but go to bat for us for since the beginning of time. Facts. And to do anything to do anything not to protect them, to do shit to, let alone to hurt them, like that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's that's disgusting. For her to to even say she was assaulted, here's the person and no one did anything and then she just dies, bro? Like like, she was an activist? Like she's man that that hurt. That shows you the the corruption of the system, you know what I'm saying? Even more. Um That's crazy. Um they said somebody's arrested. The guy's arrested. Yeah, they they I we just gotta um, see what happens. Cause that that's Yeah, that's that's, that's a that's a disgusting thing, like for someone like the, I read the story and it's like the guy like posed as a man of God like yeah I don't like well, that's the thing like that's the thing I never condemn anybody's religion you know what I'm saying cause I understand like what religion is for a lot of people right and I don't think that's ever for for me that's never something to play with like I don't think you should ever use that in a malicious way like to do something like that is that's like that's next level you know how I feel about motherfuckers like that like just shoot them motherfuckers in the head bro like I don't need to decide if you like I don't care bro bound no it just it just hurts man like with everything going on things continue to build um you saw a glimpse that's the thing like we always gotta police ourselves you know what I'm saying you always gotta police yourself. you know what I'm saying no matter how um you wanna continue to push how much you wanna continue to push forward to continue to push forward you gotta call everybody out in that bullshit you know what I'm saying and you gotta police your own like you gotta protect your own like this is our community whether like directly or indirectly extended family whatever you know what I'm saying you gotta always feel that like and that's a, it's a shame. It's even more than the same, you know. That that wasn't like what the fuck. But yeah, just to, to show that pressure, tension is building, and we we saw the frustration, I guess, uh, eloquently expressed in Dave Chappelle's special. Did you get a chance to watch it? I saw it. I might have saw it the day it came out. Same. I think, like I said, I think my, I think Eddie Murphy is the greatest comedian of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, based on accolades and things, I think Eddie Murphy is the Michael Jordan of comedians. You know, you say Richard Price, Julius Irwin, whatever. But um, I think Eddie Murphy is clearly the Michael Jordan of comedians. I think Dave Chappelle might be the LeBron. I think Dave Chappelle is the best comedian of all time. Like, I think 
when you look at skill set, when you look at the talent, when you look at the ability to, to speak, and not to be, and not to crack jokes at things, you know, but to keep the audience captivated for what about thirty minutes, right. um, and like I said, not formally a bunch of jokes, but to just tell it like it is for about thirty minutes. That's a skill. I I agree. Um, we can we can definitely in another conversation have. I guess to compare the basketball comparison, because I I don't know if Dave's LeBron, but there's not many people who could have articulated what Dave did. And again, a lot of people, some people don't like Dave. We we love Dave. The only jokes, um, Candace Owens, that was hilarious. Laura Ingram, that was hilarious. And then him referencing Azalea Banks, you know, uh, that was that was cool. But other than that, it was it was real rap. Like it was serious. It wasn't wasn't jokes. And just see like how you know a regular person like Dave could be connected to George Floyd. Um, nah, it was it was heavy, man. Yeah, he um he talked about what he needed to talk about. Um, some of that was like some of that is like was like pertinent information. Like because think about it, like. If one person, like, I was looking at um, Lupe Fiasco's IG the other day, right? And, he, right? and he was like, so many people ask me, like, oh, don't you speak with this? He's like, fam, I've been rapping about this shit for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I'm Dr. King, right, and I've already done a bunch of speeches about, like, racial injustice and everything, and then, like, shit hits the fan again, right? And you're like, hey, speak on this. You're like, my nigga, like, I only dedicated 20 years of my life to this shit, like, and now you want me to speak again? Like, yeah, that's certain things to be like, yeah, you should, you should, like, articulate it because you can. But it's also like, nigga, just like, like, like host said, you you want to listen to my host said, like buy my old album. It's like I did that. Go, it's right there. So like, I think that's the thing with Chappelle. He's like, fam, like I've had, I've built my comedy around like touching on how racism and like racial the differences of races like is prevalent in America and our lifestyle upbringing and shit. And I've made comedy sketches about this shit, you know. And I've been able to have these conversations on platforms where other people aren't skilled enough to do so. And now you want me to continue to, like, yo, fam, I did what I've done. Like, my craft, like, everybody ain't a marcher. Everybody ain't a soldier. You know what I'm saying? My, my skill, my, my contribution is my craft. And I dedicated my craft for 10 plus years to do, to the shit. Like, what do you mean? You know, so yeah, like, that makes sense. Nah, then uh, you you hit it right on the head. I don't, I don't really have nothing else to add. Okay. Salute to Rob. Shout out to DC, bro. All right, let's. Oh, his initials are DC. <laughs> let's um. Let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yo, man. When it comes to like cancel culture, we've touched on it. Cancel culture is very hard realistically to do unless you just do something up super like flagrant you can't right? tell people what they can't do because <laughs> they'll do it just to do it <laughs> right but how this B Simone thing is unfolding okay 
Okay, first of all, I didn't know that. I just thought her, she had a shitty book. Like, I thought it was just a bad, like, you know what I'm saying? We know people who had books, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, so, like, and, like, the quality of the books have been cool. You know what I'm saying? Sounds yeah. of Sterling, his book was amazing. Um, Sounds of TK, like, the quality of that book was definitely better than people's moments. <laughs> like, that's just, like, one of those pop-up books we looked at at elementary school. Like, those you know what I'm saying? books we made in school for, like, projects. Damn ass, bro. That sounds like, they look like one of the a girl's journals. <laughs> like, ooh, do you like something? So pull this out. <laughs> so it's one thing to have a book. But it, for it to be poor quality, that's one thing. For it to be yeah. poor quality, and you may have potentially. I have no problem. I have no problem if something is poor quality, you get it off. You know what I'm saying? Kanye sold those t-shirts, and he just for told you all the cotton was sold a white tee, raw for a hundred dollars. That is a hustler. Sorry, and niggas. People bought. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get mad at Jordan, but he repackaged the same shoe for two hundred dollars. Y'all keep buying it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a hustler. I'm the mid is selling, nigga. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, that's respect. So, I was like, okay, be some old finesse the game, whatever. And then I found a seat pleasure, and that's a no-no. You can't sell hope in things and then say that yourself made this or you did this and, like, blah, 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 and you just stolen all your work, you know? That's crazy. I mean, she's been going, like, and Rob, remember when, um, when she made the million, I was like, you know, that's dope. Like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big B. Simone fan. I'm like, that's dope. You know, she, she did it. Da, da, da. Never been a fan. She sounds crazy. Yeah. Her voice is like super, like somebody sweet. said, you're 30. Just talk. <laughs> thank God. These last it's few like weeks, from Black Lives, her her stance where you know I'm I'm a God fearing woman. I'm a do with Christ. What? Is. And it's just like we see what? you on Snapchat yesterday. Like, I mean, what does that even mean? Like we know your content, so okay, that's strike one. Then you know I I date. Oh, I don't want to date a nine to five. I, I need a, a entrepreneur dude, and it's just like who oh, understand me being up at three. It was like, yo, you can have your preference, but the way you explained it was stupid. And also, not only that, you're having that conversation with your boss. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> like she's not a like some like self made millionaire or something. She got a job, like. A job, so job. That's strike two, and then this, bruh? And then it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can't, look, look, you can never big yourself up and say, like, you did this and did that, like, I did this. It's like, it'd be the same as a, as a rapper saying, you know, I did this, I did that, blah, 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 and the nigga like, yo, I wrote all your hits, I made your beats, I, like, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, I'm nothing without you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing like she shitted on people who made her who she was and they pulled her card you know cause she had a lot of pullable cards and it just took time <laughs> apparently no definitely no be Simone you got yourself into it sucks to so, be you life come at you fast man mm-hmm. um, did you see Spike Lee's new movie no the five bloods no I didn't did you I did is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I might look at it. It's a long movie, Rob. I'm like, damn, how long? It's three hours? Like, it's almost three hours. It's like two, two So I'm letting you know. Like, you just like, all right, what's it about? Watch. Like, it's it's a long movie. Um, for me, it's it's a good movie. Uh, the story, the plot was really good. Mm. Um. 
I would say the character development. Uh, shout out Delroy Lindo. He the legend. Deserved, he deserves a, a Oscar nomination, if not the Oscar for best supporting actor. The legend. Yeah, the the legend for sure. Shout out to Romeo Must Die. Shout out Crooklyn, man. Shout out to Romeo Must Die. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, uh, Leonine Nine Crooklyn. <laughs> Shout out Crooklyn. Um, no, nah, but uh, I mean, Leah. as a, Jet Lee. <laughs> Shout out to me, Romeo like, if, if you like Spike Lee movies, I think you know there was a, a, a period where Spike was on like a losing streak. It was like, dang, bro, what's going on? But I think he up now. Like Black Klansman was great. This movie's really good. I think Spike just has a bigger value than other people. You know what I'm saying? Other, other, there's some directors who have two great movies, and they only have like six movies, and they have like two great ones. Samuel, whatever, bro. Charlemagne, <laughs> all right, baby. Charlemagne. <laughs> I mean, Six Sense, classic for mm-hmm. sure. He single handedly ruined Avatar, bro. <laughs> he could kick that all the rocks, but it made a billion dollars. No, not. Oh, you talking about the Airbender? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, James I didn't Cameron watch did show. that one. Did the yeah, I didn't, yeah, he did. You're right, but I didn't really watch the show so. Um, I mean, going back to the 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 movie itself, I don't want to give it away. Um, it's about (laughs) it it deals with Vietnam, Vietnam veterans, uh, and you kind of see they have one mission, one final mission to complete. If you're not into goriness, don't watch this movie because people get murked. They get so murked. it's like American gangster. <laughs> it might be more killing than this, and and no, nah, it is more killing than this than American gangster. And nigga, he just did catch a bullet though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking Rob. Youngest get killed, bro. <laughs> any 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 movie that he just catches a bullet is cool. Fuck Stringer Bell. <laughs> Bong. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's a really good movie. Whenever you watch it, we can go full in depth. That's what's up. Um, yeah, but Daryl Lindo deserves an Oscar. I say an Oscar, but at least he, he needs to be nominated for sure. Shout out to the legend. He should have been caught more. Supporting actor. But yeah, so that's, that's something you should watch. Okay. Did you see, uh, before we get up out of here, did you see Insecure, bro? I was about to ask you, bro. You see the last episode? That episode yeah, crazy. Yo, man. You know I'm a proud member of Lawrence High, bro. Lawrence is a real nigga. Bruh, I, I felt like... You never got a chick pregnant before. <laughs> you right. Well, you don't, so you don't understand this episode. <laughs> I did. I've had conversations like that. <laughs> no, nah, Lawrence, you know how I felt, bro? I honestly felt like I felt like I was a Seahawks fan. Like, yo, we about to go back to back in the Super Bowl. We about to do it. <laughs> Once he said Condola came over, I was like, no. I already knew where it was going. Uh, yeah, I was like, I knew that she was going to be pregnant, and I knew she was keeping it because if she <laughs> was pregnant, pregnant, she was keeping it. Yeah, real niggas don't wouldn't tell that. Yeah, I wouldn't even say nothing. Like, Have you seen Condola? Nope. <laughs> Come on, I thought I got a girl pregnant. I'm not telling my dad until we're sure. <laughs> I'm not yeah. taking the ass for no reason. <laughs> yeah, so that. Yeah, man. Uh, Lawrence, I was a Lawrence, though, man. You know what I'm saying? You
they did what real niggas do, you know? You left, you fucked another nigga and left him. So that's cool. Y'all broke up. He bagged mad bitches. He fucked her. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. Guys. He said that they was, that they, 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 they used protection. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he did what he's supposed to do, but sometimes it don't work or whatever. Whatever. He shot the club up. You gotta deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think he's gonna take the job or is he gonna stay in LA? I think you gotta take the job. Because, like, first of all, you gotta get away from the girl that got the baby. (laughs) Get the fuck away from If you're not doing it, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave the girl that got no baby. I wouldn't, I would, you know, I'd stay in the child life. But yeah. if he ain't got the plans, and then like, it's the the more space him and Issa get away from that baby or from her, then that's like a. And then also, um, it sucked that like the only reason that Molly and Issa got cool is because they both were going through trauma, like. Oh my goodness! There y'all go with that bullshit. First of all, that was whack, bro. anytime that friends find a common ground is a good thing because like most friendships run like that, and that's not like to say that's a good or a bad thing. Like most people draw closest to people when they don't have anybody else, and that's a and that's a thing. Like if I got a girl and you got a girl, like me and you aren't going to hang out as much. But like if we both end up single, then we then we will. Like, it, that's just life. Like, I think men don't have that problem. Women have that ooh moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I hate y'all coming at Molly this season, bro. What? Are you let's not, let's not act like, let's not act like East is the best, the greatest best friend ever. East has been in fuck shit since season one. Right. Like, and, and there's been, been multiple, East hold on. For, for and there's been multiple occasions where Molly's giving Issa advice, the best, the best, the best advice, right? And Issa's done the exact opposite and fucked her life up more. And then she's like, "Oh, be be there for me." Like, no, fam, me and you are friends. If I tell you to do something and you say "fuck off, Rob" three times and do some bullshit, guess what? I'm gonna be like, "That's crazy." <laughs> That's just what it is. We still cool, but like, you just don't give a shit about what I'm saying. Clearly, like. She had one. She had one season where she was caught up in her relationship because she was trying to finally make it work with a guy. Whatever. She's owed that from four seasons of bullshit from you. What does that even mean? Like, y'all she's not owed that because Molly was tripping the whole season, bro. One season. That's it. How long has Issa been messing up? I agree. Issa been messing okay, up. The then. Whole so show. like one season. Like y'all bugging. <laughs> But you can redeem yourself in the season. That's all it takes. Oh, clearly, like finally, Issa's got her shit together a little bit because she's clearly between two guys. <laughs> so like, I don't even. She don't even got her shit together, really. But um, yeah, like I don't understand. But shout out to, to Molly, bro. Y'all yeah, been hard on her, bro. Um, that was crazy with the um old girl. She left. Yeah. Oh, with Tiffany? Yeah. Yo, is it me? Did you think that Tiffany had a dude in her hotel room, bro? No, I didn't think that. I thought she, I mean, yeah, I think she loves her husband. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think she ever gave me an inkling that she'd be cheating. You just a messy man. (laughs) 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 We watched too many soap operas or something. And I watched The Young and the Lessons for real. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, that was sad. That was crazy. Um, I think that's a real thing, though. 
No, a hundred percent. And then, do you think that Andrew? I honestly think had Kelly not blew up Molly's phone, I thought Andrew was gonna break up with her right then and there. He should have. I mean, I agree. I, I think Molly's do a it, Molly's a Virgo woman to me. Because I'm old girl's Virgo. <laughs> yeah, like women just like they just think like, ooh, I made I made plans for you. I include you in my work plans. I didn't actually hang up with your dumbass friends. <laughs> like you, my girl. I like you. I want to chill with you. You like, oh, we can chill with my friends too, bitch. I don't care what the fuck about them. <laughs> like. I hate motherfuckers do that shit. So like, yeah, I understand Andrew, bro. You gotta get the fuck out of there, bro. Cause, yeah, like, fuck that, bro. Yeah, you gonna blow up at my bro though? Like, at my, at my brother? Even he said some bullshit, obviously. But like. But then he made it up by like, hey, I got floor tickets to the Clipper game. Right? If you, like, yeah, like, like he said, like, you just never gonna talk to him for the rest of my life? Like, what? But yeah, like, that's crazy, like, and, like, yeah, she's just extra, man, with that shit, like, she definitely was extra in the relationship-wise, but that don't have nothing to do with friendship, because that's different. <laughs> but, like, yeah, she, Andrew was right to leave, right, he, like, he's right to get out of there, but he said, you need to chill the fuck out. Molly needs to chill out. <laughs> but anyway, man, let's just get these shout-outs in, so we can wrap up. Oh, uh, shout-out, push a T, bro. Shout out Pusha T, man. You name not that. hiding his child. Bricks, bruh. <laughs> Cocaine will never die. It's like never, as long as he's alive. <laughs> What's the kid's first name? Nigel. Yeah, Nigel those, those Bricks. Nigel Thor. Bricks. When I looked at that, I said, "That's hard, bro. Your middle name is Bricks. <laughs> you gonna be a legend." He did and something on Light Hove. He actually stayed to the code, bruh. You wanna fight, bro? <laughs> if I have a daughter, guess what I'm gonna call her? Brooklyn Carter. He lied. He always lies. Who is a liar? Y'all just believe me. Hoes told you his whole career. I lied to y'all. <laughs> Stop believing me. Y'all like, oh, was the gospel. Bricks. <laughs> Nine, 92 bricks. He told you that we're worth a thousand dollars in a, in a freestyle. Okay, like, I don't know what math he's doing, like Foxy Brown, but like, whatever. <laughs> 92 bricks. Nigga, please. But, um, yeah. Um, shout out to Push, bro. Oh, you know, uh, Alicia is facing John Legend. Yes, that's gonna be interesting, man. Twenty to zero. It's not twenty to zero. Okay, seventeen I, zero three. I think it's like thirteen seven. You are dumb as hell. You are dumb as hell. She plays her first three albums. What does John play? Nothing. But like, she's going to play "This Girl Is on Fire." Like, she's going to play hard. That record's not hard. Nah, yeah, it's not. It's not no. I confused it with no one. It's not no one. No one was probably her last joint that was that shit. She hasn't had a a, a hot record since twenty. She don't matter. It don't matter. She's got three or four albums to pull from that are ridiculous. John Legend got I, three singles I, per I album. I agree with you, but I'm saying she's <laughs> gonna play something from this past. You play. You don't know my name. You lost. And like you play wow. Fallen. You lost. We agree. I'm just saying <laughs> the reason John's gonna get sick because she's gonna play some of her like. Let us not get sick. Past decade. He's getting three, maybe maybe four if she's generous. Seven or six. If seven. she's generous, he's getting four. You saw what Kirk did. Is what I told you. What he's going to do. 
Kirk really played 20 like amazing records John's obviously you four. can't be no weapon cause no weapon like he said is the greatest gospel song ever it's not the greatest but it's one it's top five yeah he has imagined me sorry he didn't play imagine me with and even if he did no weapon wins are you crazy are you crazy are you ridiculous bro no weapon bro is special bro imagine me is special I look at myself differently cause this Bro, like, No Weapon is perfect, dog. Like, no, it's, it's crazy, but, like, that song up there, why we sing beats that? Why we sing is amazing. Why we sing is not beat No Weapon? Um, why we sing Shakes Hand with Jesus every weekend? And it Shakes Hands with Jesus every weekend? No Weapon is in the choir pew, bro, in bro, heaven every, no, every bro, day, like, bro. No, bro. Why we sing is one of the archangels that guards his, like, wings. Like, yeah, that's that. Why we sing is amazing. Um, no weapons with all our, our people in heaven, bro. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Because I don't when know, you, some, I don't know some of your family. <laughs> you don't know some of my family. If they make it in, I'm going to kick them out myself. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> but, but, yo, you here? Psh. Boots, but nah, a stop. Revolution, what are you doing here? I mean, I, I say, never said Kirk Molly Walker is just perfect, bro. Kirk Molly walked him about oh, 18 to 2. He definitely did. <laughs> like 18 to 2. <laughs> the real ones, no, but one bro. of those two, it's kind of like, yo, we playing I Declare War, like, I got a crazy stacked hand, but I had the big Joker. <laughs> no weapons, the big Joker. I'm going to get one. <laughs> That's cool. I'm gonna just win, though. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not arguing. I think Alicia Keys wins. <laughs> Clearly, if she's gonna route him, it's gonna be about sixteen four. I, I say fourteen six. 13, That's ridiculous. You can't name me six records he's got that ring off. Go. I'm not uh, the biggest John Legend fan. You lost then, unless you think Best is gonna win some shit. Nah. Okay, then you lost. Unless you got green light, ordinary people. people. You got green the joint. Light. So you got the joint. He remade of the common joint. Uh, you got uh, heaven. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So we named four. You better. He better have a hell of a lot of features because he pulls up Maybach curtains. I give him that round. <laughs> Oh, he got the joint with Nipsey. Yeah, if he pulls that out, that's a that's a round. Oh, magnificent. Oh man. Bruh. Oh, fucking uh, rich forever. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he just goes hooks, then like he could win some rounds. That's okay. what I'm saying. He got six. Maybe fourteen to six. Maybe if Jesus blesses him, because if she pulls out, you don't know my name. It don't matter what Rick Ross versus. Oh, that's that's, that's a fact. Um, we're not Sorry. disagreeing. We're not disagreeing there. Yeah, and that, and that um, Maybach music that he's on isn't crazy. Yeah, Alicia, though, we we not gonna disagree with that. So, yeah, other than that, um, who I want to shout out, man? Uh, shout out our boy Greg, man, it's his birthday. Yeah. As we're recording this, salute to. I worked with his pops at UPS. That's wild. It's crazy. Does he know that? I might have told him. Alright. Um, shout out our boy Marcel, man. Just paid off his card, bro. I saw that, bro. I sent him a message. That's hard. Yeah, man. 
Big things. Shout out to to all our, our family and friends. Just keep pushing, keep grinding, keep winning. Keep on pushing. Uh, just pray for our people. Pray for our sanity. Stay sane. Stay safe. Stay out the way. That's a fact, man. You know what I'm saying? If you if you if this shit is heavy on you, bro, which is heavy on anybody, man, you know, detach yourself from that shit. You know, watch, watch something that makes you laugh, man. Yeah. So uh, listen to us, because I'm clearly top five. Yeah, top actually, 20. do listen to us and and laugh at Rob's jokes. It helps us out. So yeah, go do that. Um, salute <laughs> again, our boy. Chris Pitt, that's my dog. Out of one of Baltimore's finest. His spoken word piece, Blackbird, produced by a poet named Nate. That's crazy. Shout out to your name, bro. A try call quest, bro. It's fine. That's lit, though. Till the next time, guys. Peace. Peace. A Blackbird. Known for its power, magic, and mystery, often finds its way into broken homes known as captivity, which is considered a predetermined death sentence given the improper environment, loneliness due to separation, and malnutrition. And yet, they still say a blackbird makes a great life companion as a pet and are to be kept at a distance. As long as there's a semi-clean cage and that they're fed, there will be limited resistance. But blackbirds are meant to sing and fly and to be with others of their own kind and stay. Blackbirds are meant to soar to the highest of heights and pray. But a master's sense of privilege and entitlement outweighs an unjust environment. They'll be fine in the fire of confinement, they say. And then they want to act surprised when they're met with temper tantrums, mood swings, and protests because a bird feels away. And still, the black bird is chastised for its cage, for simply being a product of its environment and its living space. So while the black bird is patient and forgiving, it represents supreme knowledge. It knows that while it may be oppressed for now, it is symbolic. It also knows that sadly, the majority only cares about a story when there's an animal involved much like birds and bees. So this black message is for the cairns, the infrastructures, and debris. There is no longer a cage of silence. No longer a black bird will go unheard. And no matter how much you fear them, they will no longer be killed or captured. There's power in numbers, and there's power in words. They want to breathe, so they will breathe. They want to rise, so we, I mean they, will remember how to fly. Today, the black bird survives.